preventing stress and burnout, there are many mistakes actually that we do on a regular basis that are preventable. And I'm going to unpack this over several episodes. Today, I'm going to talk about mistake number one. Because feeling stressed and depleted with no joy, no peace, feeling constantly busy and on a treadmill is not pleasant. As Christian women, we really love to feel like we're helping others, but we have joy, that we are authentic in life, that we have peace, that peace that surpasses our understanding, and we're connected with God. And when we feel depleted, tired, on a treadmill, no joy, we feel disconnected from God. You know, there's a term that it's used in the Eastern Christian faith, acedia. People pronounce it in different ways. But this idea that we get like, blah, like there's no interest, like, can I just stay on the couch forever kind of feeling. And when we get that, we don't really like it, right? We, we want to serve. We want to have joy. We want to have peace. We want to have energy. We want to have compassion. We want to be like Christ. So many times, though, it's understood that if we're getting to this point, we need to set either push forward, which will get us even into bigger problems, or then we turn to professionals. They tell us, you have to set boundaries. Boundaries are essential. But why do we have to wait until then? And yes, boundaries are important, but it's not the solution. Freeing time one time and getting into a better rhythm, it's not going to be sustainable. And I'm going to unpack this from a theological, from a medical, from a psychiatric, psychological perspective, why boundaries alone will not prevent burnout. And what's the essential key, the essential ingredient that will help us? And you can start, start thinking about it today. And I will share this because I've had the honor to really walk with people having very deep conversations, like not like, hello, how are you doing? Like people share, when they come to me, they share their deepest concerns and thoughts and emotions. I've been very honored and privileged. I probably served more than 10,000, 15,000 people in these kind of conversations. So I know what's happening in our workings. And because of that, I was able to counsel and guide people in a certain way. So I'll bring you the nugget today. So if you're a regular, welcome back. And if you don't know me, I'm Dr. Yuana Popa from Team for the Soul. I'm a background a physician, psychiatrist, and spiritual care provider, life coach. That's my main work right now. I'm a life coach and spiritual care provider and trainer. I'm also an educator and theologian. I finished a master in theological studies. But my joy is to really empower and educate Christian professional women and servant leaders, no matter where you are, right? You might be a, in a corporate world as a leader, or you might be a church leader, you might be an educator leader, you might be leading your family, you might be a business leader, whatever it is, a physician, a nurse. I mean, the ways we are leading as Christian women is pretty much endless, so I love to empower you to really grow in Christ and move from burnout to joy, from a sense of loss and grief to hope, and also to find the highest potential to transform in Christ as myrrh-bearing women's, because we have a special privilege and gift from God as myrrh-bearing women's of our 21st centuries. So with no further ado, let's dive in. So this is what happened for most Christian women, myself included, is 
we know that we are created in the image and likeness of God. We really feel that God is filling all things. And we are meant more than just a three-dimensional world, right? We know we're born for eternity. And we feel like, yes, we are the grapes grafted by God onto God. And we know we are part, we're invited to partake of the living waters when we go to church and throughout day, through whatever we're doing. And if you're from an ancient Christian tradition, from Orthodox faith, we know that we, the liturgy, we partake of God as we go for liturgy and communion. And then we are charged after the liturgy to go out and continue the liturgy after the liturgy, how Father Alexander Schmemann talks about. So what happens after Sunday? Or even through the week, we might feel all of a sudden inspired. We might have an answered prayer. We might feel this renewed energy and we want to give more and more to others to really follow Christ. And many times we say yes to so many things. And after the liturgy or after an inspirational moment, as we feel connected to God and renewed in our faith, we want to pour out our mind, our hearts, our bodies, and soul in working and serving others in Christ. And we want to do that with love, with compassion. So we start saying yes to more and more activity. So all of a sudden, in this excitement, and I know intimately because this has happened to me so, so many times, and many Christian women share this with me as well. We want to do plans. We want to do projects. And we feel like, yes, we can do it. We get that in excitement and empowerment. We feel alive. We feel connected. And on top of that, because you're probably very good at helping others, you're compassionate, you're resourceful, you know how to brainstorm. People come more and more to you and they ask you for suggestions. Your neighbors are reaching out, people at church, different ministries. They want your genius because you're so good. And what happens, never mind, we have our family, we have our vocation, our work, our profession as well. But at some point, we realize we have too many balls in the air. Type in the chat if that has happened to you. Like, literally, like, oh my goodness, all of a sudden, what looked on paper, oh, I can do this, I can do this activity. And then when the day comes to do it, or the week, or the month, we're like, uh, this is hard. <laughs> this is really hard. But because we are so loyal, and we want to continue to help others, we are going to push through. We're going to push our, through our barriers. We're going to push through our sleep. And in time, we're going to get tired. We got into chronic stress. I'm going to talk about this in another episode. And on the outside, we continue to want to smile and be happy. But inside, we are starting to hurt. And many times we strive. We continue to push forward until at some point there's a limit. Enough is enough. And then we start just realizing that we need to set boundaries. There's just no other way around. And boundaries are important, mind you. But setting boundaries as the solution, so I say the solution, meaning number one solution, it becomes all of a sudden a red flag in our brain. That is not actually what's going to help us in the long run. And I'll explain why. And I'll explain also what to do, how to fix this mistake today. Because boundaries alone will not prevent burnout for the simple reason that when we set external 
boundaries, but we don't change our inner workings, we're going to go into a new situation and we are going to repeat it. This is why this happens so much in, in our culture. People get married and then they think, oh, this is not the right partner. And then they divorce and then they try with another person. And but the same issues are going to come back over and over. And sometimes there's a second divorce or a third. And I'm not saying this, that divorce sometimes is not happening. It happened to me. So I know sometimes there are those are difficult situations to go forth. And I know second chances are possible. My husband and I, we are a witness to that, that yes, marriage in the likeness and image of God is possible. But what I'm saying is switching a relationship in a hope, just in the hope to find a new partner and fix this without doing the inner work is not the solution or changing a job, or changing a vocation. Again, in the hope that maybe the new environment is going to fix this in the long term is not going to work unless we also do alignment and work towards balance inside. And I'm reminded of Matthew 23, 26 verse saying, first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish, and the outside may be clean as well. So if we just do the external cleaning, so to speak, it's not going to have an impact internally. So I will share with you how to correct this mistake and what might be an upgrade in a mindset today. But before I do that, let me summarize the physician perspective, the psychological perspective, and also the theological perspective. I will start with the theological one. We tend to forget that God created us as holistic beings. We're psychosomatic beings. We're not just soul or just body. The soul and body are like this, intertwined. In my theological studies, that was very much stressed that we are formed in shape and we are giving a unique body and soul. And then even after resurrection, like Christ, we will have, we resurrect with our bodies, right? We don't know that. It's all a mystery. But Christ showed that way to us. So our psychosomatic beings, meaning our mind, our emotions, our, our heart, our soul, all in, are intertwined. Now, here's what happens from a medical perspective, which as a physician, I'm always amazed how God created us in just so amazing and balanced way. I'll give you an example. I just tripped actually over the weekend, and it was fascinating to see like within a couple of nanoseconds, how my body was able to reshape and rebalance in such a way that although I tripped and I couldn't prevent a fall in the air, I did some gymnastics, which my husband witnessed, I couldn't see, obviously, but I've landed in such a way that I didn't even hurt myself. It was absolutely amazing. So our body works as a symphony works as a system and knowing as a young physician you know you're trying to fix this problem high blood pressure or heart problems or a psychiatric problem and if you don't pay attention to the entire body mind and emotions and thoughts and reactions of all our organs things will get out of balance so this is a medical principle that if one organ is out of balance the others are going to try to compensate towards balance. But what happens if we 
override our reactions, eventually we're going to get out of balance, which will bring more problems, which is exactly what we can see when we try to give, give, give too much, and then try to just set boundaries. That setting healthy boundaries on an external level, it's only going to overcompensate, but is not really addressing the problem and keeping us balanced to prevent burnout. Now, my third perspective, from a psychiatric perspective, what I worked for many years and decades, including being medical director and leading teams, and also in my private practice, I've had the best impact when I've included the biopsychosocial model, which was started first by Dr. Engel in University of Rochester, where I train. He did that years before and decades before I joined the, the team there. But this idea that you don't just approach one problem, you think globally and holistically. So we, t- we were always thinking about what are some of biological needs from a body perspective that we can address with medication. And in the same time, emotional needs and mind needs through therapy. And in the same time, relational needs, addressing family dynamics. And in the same time, social integration and vocation and so on and so forth. So all these things are bringing clues. And actually from internal family system working with parts, it's the same thing that every part has a function and we together as a system, we work holistically from the true self. So you can see there's so many perspectives that bring this idea, including psychosynthesis, which brings this idea of holistic integration and alignment with our will and our awareness. So you might wonder, well, what does it have to do with preventing burnout and growing holistically in Christ? Everything. Because the mistake most of us do, including myself, is that as we go about our life, we get so excited about Christ, we might start ignoring maybe our needs, our emotions, our needs to be connected, our needs to be appreciated by others. We might ignore our thoughts, our mind. We might ignore our vocation not to mention our soul and the perspective, the eternal perspective. So no matter what we do, if we ignore some of these elements, there will be a backlash. There will be an overcompensation. Like I've explained how it works with physical organs in our body, in a medical perspective. So when we are trying to also bring the solution that it's only one-sided, like, okay, now I'm burned out. I need to set boundaries. That it's a one-sided solution. It's not a holistic solution. So we might say, okay, I might need to set boundaries right now. I might need to say to change my job. I might need to move. I might need to change my relationship. I might start dreaming of living somewhere else and et cetera, et cetera. So when we start thinking that as the only solution we forget about our inner workings and our inner alignment, and it's easy to get out of balance. And then if we do all these changes without the inner changing, then we're going to end up, many times people do that in the same situation because the inner cup is not changed. Can you see how this happens? And I'm here to speak because I've tried all of them. (laughs) I've changed my vocation so many times. You know, I've changed from, I burn out as a physician, then I switched to education. Well, after years, I burn out as an educator, you know, because that my alignment was not changed. So I had to do my inner work and it's not necessarily, and so it takes hard work, but it's not impossible. 
It's not impossible. With God, all things are possible. So external boundaries alone will not prevent burnout. And this is what happens with people going into the desert, right? They set boundaries or sometimes they go to monasteries. How many people go to monasteries to only realize afterwards the monastery is not for them? Why? Because they went to monasteries and felt really good. Now, there's some monastics which are really, that's their vocation. and It works for them beautifully. But many people want to be part of the monastery. And I hear stories of people trying and then leaving because all of a sudden they're like, I need boundaries. So I'm going to cut off the world. I'm just going to the monastery. I'm not going to worry about job or work or family and everything is going to be fine. Well, in time, the same issues will come up. And if it's not a vocation to be a monastics, at some point, the realization will be like, oh, this is actually was not for me. I was searching in the wrong way or in the wrong place. And when people went centuries ago into the desert, they cut all these connections to only realize that the issues will come up again. So no matter where we are in our journey, living in the world, but off, not off the world, or living a monastic life, we all have to deal with our inner cup or our inner workings. Somehow, we cannot avoid it. Eventually, it will catch up with us. As it caught up with me more than a decade ago, and I had to do the inner work. And when I did it, actually, there was not a lot of programs. That's why I'm so passionate right now. And I put all my hats together, right? What I have, all that I've learned from science, from psychology, as an educator, as a life coach, as a spiritual care provider, as a theologian, to create a weaving process that would allow us to do this without having to take drastic measures. So the solution to fix this is to always think of balance and alignment. And there are many ways of thinking of balance and alignment in the inner world. The fastest and quickest way that I've discovered, which will help you, which helps me as I go through my day and I'm super busy, is to think of four levels, right? I mean, there could be, if you think of multiple intelligence or eight, if you think of Enneagram, there are seven. If you think of internal family system and parts, it can go to whatever. I have 80 parts. I mean, there could be so many layers of parts and so many layers of complexities here. But the easiest way to keep remembering this is four. Body, the somatic aspect to it. Heart, meaning emotions. I'm using heart, how we're using it in 21st century, right? When I say, oh, my heart, I'm full of love. We're talking about emotions. Mind, I'm talking about thoughts, not how philosophers and early Christian mystics and theologians used it, use this word, thoughts. They used it more also as part of our internal work and awareness as well, okay? I'm thinking of mind just as thoughts. And number four, our soul. And again, I'm not going to get into lots of wording here. Some people might call it spirit. Some people call it awareness. There's something beyond this that we all have access to it. And we all encounter that is beyond our thoughts. It's beyond our emotions and it's beyond our body sensations. And these four levels, if you remember all this, this is the nugget for today. Just remember alignment and balance on four levels, body, mind, thoughts, heart, emotions, and soul, spirit, true self. 
image and likeness of God, right? There's so many names here that we can use. But as St. Nicephorus in 13th century, he was a Christian monk, he said, if it's awareness or consciousness or watchfulness, it doesn't matter. It's the same experience. So down to the bottom, down to the bones, four areas of alignment. Do that throughout your day, the way you eat, the way you drink water, the way you might move, to think of also, let me check with my emotions. Let me check with my mind. How is my mind doing? Is my mind cluttered? Do I need some break? How is my spirit doing in my soul? And keep nourishing and regenerate and get connected to Christ. Stay on the vine. So to summarize, what you can do to avoid this mistake, only focus on healthy boundaries, which can give to too many dramatic changes in your life. It's actually to start thinking of your inner cup first. Think of balance and alignment, body, mind, heart, and soul. And I'm going to name this again, the quote, which I love from Matthew 23, 26. First cleanse the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside of them may be clean also. And the more you practice balance and alignment as your earthly vessel, as God's temple on a daily basis, the easier it's going to become. Our brain is is moldable, plastic, how they say plastic, not like in the, I'm using a plastic cup here, meaning like plasticity, it's able to change and shape. And we usually see changes within three to four weeks, and then we can sustain them and taking small steps, so small that we cannot fail. And that's my encouragement and prayer for you. All right, so try this, start shifting your thinking, ponder this idea, that external changes alone might not be enough. Start also working through your inner alignment and balance. And if you need some help, you've got my free resource, Daily Renewal Template, right, for Christian women. I've shared this before. And if you want also to jumpstart this process at a very affordable price, get my Growing in Christ program, where you get a small course every month. It's a nice space. You get supporting emails. It's a very gentle process. So you can continue. You, you balance body, mind, heart, and soul and continue to deepen in a very nuanced way. And you can go to teamforthesoul.com, our website, and or I'll put the link also in this episode. But I'm here to support you in any way I can. Now, you might also decide maybe you want to work with a mentor or a guide or life coach or a therapist. There are many therapists outside. I'm going to share some resources in here right now with you. You can look into internal family system. If you want an internal family system therapist, they have a, a way to look to, to search for where you are. If you are a Christian Orthodox, you can look at the assembly of bishops. They have a professional directory with different Christian Orthodox who can do that, uh, who can give therapy based on where which state are you in. You can also look at psychology today and just put Christian if you're interested in Christian therapy. Sometimes there are coaches in there, like I'm in there as well as a coach. I used to be as a physician, but now I'm doing mostly coaching and spiritual care. Of course, if you want to connect with me and you can check with me if you have questions, like I don't even know where to start, do a clarity call with me. I'll put in the link as well. In other words, we'll meet, bring your question, be clear what your question is, and I'll help you with that. And no cost. Like I'm here to serve and support you 
All right. So with that, I'm going to end with a prayer. Dear God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for this inspiration, which came to me because I seen this so often. Thank you for this message. Thank you for how you moved in my life, how you moved in the students and the clients that I worked with. I know this is not coming from me. I know this is you, God. I give you glory. And may you move into the listener right now so they can give you glory as well. And they move in their vocation, enlighten their mind and their heart so they have clarity. What can they do to change to glorify you, the God of the universe, and bring your light into the world? And with that, I thank you so much for all you do. And I'll say goodbye for now. And I'll see you next week. Take care.